part of the genius of Christianity. It is that it is so simple and yet it is so deep. It is so simple it can be understood by a child. It is so deep it will be never be understood by the most advanced scholars. And so we come to things like, how can we experience God? This past Sunday when we talked about loneliness, we said there's a loneliness that is a social loneliness where our heart is saying, I crave to be known and to know people. We've said there is a loneliness that comes from feeling meaninglessness, like your life isn't significant. And so the only answer to that is to know that you are made by God, for God, for work that he's prepared in advance for you to do, and then you do it. And then there's a loneliness that's the deepest of all, and that is the loneliness that is a craving to really know God. Not just about God, the way that we may know, you know, Beethoven or, 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 or George Washington, but to actually know God the way that you would know a best friend, the way that you would know uh, a spouse or a child. And the question is, how do you know God? And it sounds like a really profound, difficult thing. How could I ever know God? And it is really difficult, and we'll never be able to get to it as long as we live. And yet it's really simple. I think it's part of what Jesus was getting at when Jesus said, let the little children come to me, for if such is the kingdom of heaven. You want to experience God, you have to become childlike. You know, the thing about children is, children are so easily impressed. Children are so easily in awe of something. And by the way, isn't that what worship is? Worship is standing in awe of God. It's being awed by God's greatness, awed by God's power, awed by God's love, awed by God's joy, standing in awe of how gracious God is to us. And it's childlike. But we kind of get it backwards. You know, we kind of feel like um, the older you get, the more sophisticated you get, the more sophisticated your tastes are, the more difficult it should be to be in awe. So, for instance, I have a grandson who loves to play with cars. He loves his match cars, matchbooks cars, matchbook cars. Um, but you know when he's 25 years old, I mean, right now, almost any matchbook car will be exciting for him. But you know when he's like 30 years old, he's not going to be at awe by a little play car his tastes will be more adult, more sophisticated. It'll take a Lamborghini, you know, it'll take an impressive car to impress him. But that's just the opposite of how it is to worship God. To worship God, we have to go back to being more childlike. I think that um, G.K. Chesterton pointed out so well when he said the wonderful thing about children is that they, the younger they are, the more easily impressed, as I said. You know, you can say to a seven-year-old boy, for instance, tell him a, a tale about, you know, Joey went to the door, walked across the floor, and he turned the doorknob, and he opened it, and he saw a dragon, you know, and that'll, like a seven-year-old's like, wow, a dragon. But then a a little, you know, a three-year-old, or let's say a five-year-old, is like, Billy got up and he walked over to the door and he opened the door. It's like, wow, he opened the door. Well, imagine telling that story to an infant, 
you know, can't walk. Billy got up and he walked across the floor. Billy walked across the floor. You know, what a big deal that is kind of thing. And, 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 and for us to worship God, we have to go back to that simple childlike wonder of the worlds. G.K. Chesterton put it like this. Because children have a bounding vitality, because they are in spirit fierce and free, therefore they want things repeated and unchanged. They always say, do it again, and the grown-up person does it again, until he's nearly dead. For grown-up people are not strong enough to exalt in monotony. But perhaps God is strong enough to exalt in monotony. It is possible that God says every morning, do it again to the sun, and every evening, do it again to the moon. It may not be automatic necessity that makes all daisies alike. It may be that God makes every daisy separately, but has not got tired of making them. It may be that he has the eternal appetite of infancy. For we have sinned and grown old, but our Father is younger than we. I wonder if this is the key to experiencing God in worship. Every morning, waking up to the sun and saying, rather than saying, yeah, the sun's up again, God, you did it again. You know, every afternoon, when you're seeing the green grass behind your house, it's like, God, you did it again. You're driving out 66 and you see wild mustard on the side. It's not just like, well, there's another wild weed. It's like, God, look at that. You did it again. Every time you're driving out and you see the Appalachians and you've seen them before, but now your eyes are seeing them afresh. It's like, God, you did it again. And every sunset, God, you did it again. And every spring blossom, God, you did it again. And every leafy tree, God, you did it again. And every uh, uh, winter uh, snowstorm, God, you did it again. G.K. Chesterton said, the most extraordinary thing in the world is an ordinary man and an ordinary woman and their ordinary children. Isn't that wonderful? When was the last time you saw an ordinary family and you said, God, look, you did it again. Now imagine going through an entire day collecting these gifts from God. God, you did it again. You did it again. You did it again. And all week long, you're collecting these gifts from God. You did it again. You did it again. Look at that, God. You did it again. You did it again. And then imagine all of us do that. And then all of us come together on Sunday morning. And we offer all of our gifts of praise to God together. Do you think we'd experience God? I have to ask the question, actually, why is it that you come to worship? Is the primary reason that you come to worship on Sunday morning is for you, for what you get out of it? then you're not really worshiping God. You shouldn't expect to experience God because you're really just going to experience yourself. 
or do you go? Because God is God. He is creator. He is worthy of praise. He has walked with you all week long. He has blessed you with graces, with people, with joy, with life, with strength, with power, with comfort, with his word. His Holy Spirit, is, he's just blessed you all week long. And so Sunday morning, we come together and it's not for us, it's for him. Little side note. I don't mean to sound critical, but there are some churches that are not going to open up until, um, and I don't want to be too harsh on them, but, but they've said they don't want to be open up until, they, they're big churches, and they, they want people to have that big experience. They don't want to open up until they can have the big experience that they offer people. And it made me really sad. And there's some churches that like don't meet on the Sunday morning between Christmas and New Year because it's too difficult and they want to give people a break. And that makes me really sad because you know what both of those things say? Both of those things say the reason that we come to worship is for us, for the experience that we get, for our convenience or not, you know? No, the reason we come to worship is because God is great and He's worthy of our praise. And there's going to come a day when we stand before him face to face and we're going to worship like never before. And it's going to be greater than every nationals parade and Caps victory parade. And if the Redskins ever win another Super Bowl victory parade, all wrapped up and amplified a million times. And, you know, we get to experience that every Sunday when we come together. How do you experience closeness with God? We can't just know about Him. We have to experience Him. We know Him when we worship. And we worship Him all week long, day by day. And then we come together and we worship Him in a way that we can only worship in community once a week. What's your next step? What do you hear God say? I pray you hear God saying to you, come close to me and I'll give you rest. Worship me. I want you to know me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a loving God, that you show yourself to us when we praise you. Um, Lord, I don't know what each next step is, but I pray that each of us would hear your voice and take that next step with you. Through Christ we pray. Amen.